Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. We're telling the stories of Wisconsin farmers who have been farming in their families for over 100 and 150 years. We're going to head to Debbie Jones Little in Marquette County. So, Debbie, tell me a little bit about your farm. Well, the farm was started by our grandparents, great-grandparents, George Gorsline and his wife Carrie. And they he grew up in Buffalo, Buffalo Township in Marquette County. And then when he married, he bought a little farm and then... And then in 1920, they bought another farm in Marquette County. And the property line borders the north-flowing Fox River. And when they were using horses, they would go across the river to harvest marsh grass. And now across the river is the Fox River National Wildlife Refuge and John Muir County Park. So that's changed a little bit, but it's also encouraged a lot more people to come to that area. And Moundville was actually set first by Indians. So we actually have Indian mounds in the community. And my father and grandfather found arrowheads when they would walk the fields in the land with the horses. And then after the tragic death of my dad's mother, he and his sister came to live on the farm with the grandparents. He was only 18 months old. And so then as each man grew older, one man did less and the other man did more. So one of the things that happened in 1951 my parents were married and my mother went to the farm her farm where she grew up was a centennial farm a few years ago and they had electricity and indoor plumbing but when she got married and went to the house guess what it she reverted back but first they had to buy a tractor because my dad was glad there was no more horses but they could milk more cows and I remember as as a child that they came every day to pick up the pick up the milk and the milk cans and it got carted off with, you know, the truck and the chains to hold the cans in so they wouldn't tip over. And to entertain ourselves, we always got to go up in the barn and swing on the rope. That was our that was our entertainment. That was our swing. So after my parents um, were married and the grandparents in 1954 made improvements, new stanchions where the horse stalls used to be, and I do remember them. And then there were new calf pens and a barn cleaner and the new silo, but I remember the old wooden silo. And then there was a cement yard for the cows to be in instead of mud. And I remember when it was all mud. And clearing more croplands or renting lands because a lot of land was needed to feed the growing cows herd and there was a new milk house because when we were young we had to pull the cart with the cans down to the barn but then after the new milk house we got to carry the cans in and dump it into the tank and then when we got older we left home so they got a pipeline then Another larger silo was put in and the feed bunk my dad put in to keep harvesting and feeding those Holstein cows because that's what they had. My dad worked many jobs 
feed mill, construction, better ordinance works, so that he could not only make the farm improvements, but got to put a bathroom in the farmhouse, and then later an addition to the house, so that the four daughters would have room to grow up, and we did whatever we could to help, and we learned to work hard. Milking cows twice every day, seven days a week, 52 weeks a year. Bangs came and hit the herd, so that made things a little difficult. Reverse, calves and cows get sick and you have to call the vet. Too much rain, too little rain, too hot, too cold. The manure spreader breaking down with a load on it in the winter. Machinery needing to be repaired during planting or harvesting. My parents continued the milk milk the cows until the late 1980s when the, they retired during the government's final dairy herd buyout. There's still tillable land that continues to yield the soybeans, the corn, the grass for hay, and the rest of it is woods and open areas near the river. So we see deer, turkey, sandhill cranes every day. And hopefully there'll be something left to harvest in the fall. The Canada de geese will migrate through or stay if they find a good place to nest. And from the farmhouse, we've identified 90 plus birds that we see from eagles to hummingbirds. So in 2013, Oxmound Farms was formed from our parents' estate. And that includes the Moundville Farm and the Oxford Farm. And we hope to keep this land for the future generations to come. So now, how many years are you celebrating? 100. Well, I suppose in a way it's 101, plus whatever the Oxford one is, yeah. So now you have, who do you have here with you? I have two of my three sisters, Darlene Baroud and Diane Bargans. And we have another sister, Doreen Sonnenberg, who actually came to the breakfast and represented the Oxford Farm about seven years ago, I think it was. Wow. So you have your sister's year with you. What I'm interested in learning more about is what your favorite part was on the farm. So Darlene Bird, tell me what was your favorite part about growing up on the farm and being a part of that legacy? Oh, my goodness. Um, like she had mentioned earlier, swinging in the hay mow, you know, from side to side. And of course, when we had children were like, oh, that's not safe. You can't do that. That's too scary. But it's something we did all the time. Laughing about um, when the little sister would fall in the gutter with her tricycle. And when my mom and dad were still milking, I had married, moved off the farm and had little children who would sit on the feed box so that the cows wouldn't scare them or anything. And one of my sons would push his little sister into the box of cow feed. Those are maybe not, I don't know if those are my favorite. They're the funniest. (laughs) But yes, like she said, you know, you did whatever you could. You carried heavy, heavy cans of milk to dump into the bulk tank and washed milkers and made sure those were done before you went to school or when you got home from school and weeding the garden because, of course, you always had a big farm garden. So those were the things that, yes, were the funniest and the most memorable. Well, that's good that you still have some good memories from back in the day. So, Diane Bargains, what was your favorite part about the farm? Playing with the kittens, I think, was the best part. And swinging in the barn, like my sister said. And, you know, there's lots of things, I guess, but I can't remember. <laughs> I know laying down on the ground and looking up the sky while we're waiting for the loads of hay to be brought in so we could unload them. And just, you know, just fun little things that we could play around out in the yard and do whatever we wanted. And But then we had work to do when we were told, so... 
He mentioned unloading the hay. There is no sound so quiet as after you're done unloading the hay and you turn off the hay elevator. That is the quietest sound in the whole world. Well, the feeling of exhaustion, but seeing your work being done is uh, such a good feeling. Well, thank you so much, Debbie, Diane, and Darlene. Is there any further comments that you want to share about your farm? We're still glad that we can be part of being in in the land. You know, I think that's that's our proudest part. There is one more thing, because when I got married and left the farm for about two years, then mom had a health issue, and so Roger started helping dad with the farm. So, so I ended up being a farm wife after I thought I was done being a farmer's daughter. <laughs> so that lasted until the dairy herd buyout. And that was Diane Bargans. Debbie Jones-Little and Darlene Board from Marquette County. They have been farming for over 100 years. So many memories from the farm. Congratulations again. There are the, one of the honorees of the Centennial and Sesquicentennial Farm and Home Awards recognition. These stories across the state of Wisconsin are brought to you courtesy of Computer Financial. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Michelle Stangler.